how do you talk about it's hard talking about camp because it matters so much right um there's no wrong way <laughs> camp just taught me to care about people in like a much more basic way mm. right like because as a counselor you're just a kid helping another kid who's just a few years younger than you like literally poop into a hole in the ground <laughs> on the trail and like once I think like once you get to to feel that close to other people like your just relationship to people generally changes good morning campers have no fear happy campers is here it's a summer camp themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed about the best summers we ever had and there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop so grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julia and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hey, happy campers. Hey, happy campers. Julia. Sammy's here, too. Well, how are you guys doing? Good. I hope they're doing good. I hope they're doing well. Sammy, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> happy camp days. Uh, we have a very exciting guest today. Uh-huh. Uh, she's, uh, you know how I just like to make friends by saying yes to opportunities? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have my new friend <laughs> who I got to meet on her podcast. You may have heard of it. Uh, this American Life. It's not my podcast. <laughs> uh, you're a part of it. So it's yours plus the team plus Ira plus the whole crew. Uh, and you also went to summer camp. I did. I, I was, I lived summer camp for, I think up until like four years ago. Really? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Will you introduce yourself a little to our listeners I'd here? I'd love to. So my name is Lena Masitsis. I am a producer and reporter at This American Life. I'm from Virginia and it was in Virginia that I attended and worked at a Quaker overnight summer camp for, and I went as a camper for only three years. I didn't go for that long. Did you start late? No, I started in fourth grade. My parents had like marital issues and mm. it made me act out in my second summer as a camper and I just didn't make friends, which is like I under, like now knowing kids dynamics like I get it. Um, but I just never went back. And then when I was 18, I decided to apply to work there as a counselor. I mm-hmm. got the job and I worked there until I was like 30. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. That's awesome. Wow. And what's the name of the camp? It's called Shiloh Quaker Camp. Shiloh oh, Quaker Camp. Have you yeah. heard of Shiloh? Yeah. In what context? I don't know. Like, maybe I know someone who went there. I don't know. I've definitely heard of it, though, for sure. Wow. I mean, we're, like, from the same place. It's probably. Well, if you knew Quakers growing up, like, I, it's very likely. Because, like, well, I don't know. A lot of kids went to, like, Sidwell, and the, those were, like, Quaker schools. I don't know. I've just, just heard of it. You just did that in quotes because Sidwell costs, like, 40000 And it's year. not really a Quaker school. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah. not super Quaker. But, like, whatever. I feel like I've heard of that camp. Um, anyway, okay, so you so you found a lot of value in the counselor life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I Actually, I was only a counselor for two years, and then I worked as the, like, in-camp like administrative staff until I was assistant director for the rest of the time. Oh wow! Oh okay. And was that a full time thing or in the no, summer? No, 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 no. But I, but I did quit every full time job I had. I so almost, that you I could keep quit going the back. Page program. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I was wondering how. So the other thing we have in common is that we were both pages at NBC early on uh, in our careers. But yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't leave that. No, you can't take twelve weeks off in the middle of the program. No, no, that was the one year I didn't go. But then okay. after that, I started quitting jobs to keep going back to camp. It's like a drug addiction. you to be a teacher? Yeah. (laughs) No, no. I had this fantasy that I would get a job at like a late night show or like SNL and that we would have. Oh, the summer's off. Yeah. 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 
um, which isn't how it panned out. <laughs> but I, but, but it sounds like really idyllic to, to be like famous during the mm-hmm. year and then get to go work with kids all summer. Yeah, sure. I had a, th- well, like I was a counselor for five summers when I was like mm, 20 to 24. Mm-hmm. And I had like a real crisis of faith when I was like in college where I was like, do I want to switch gears and be a teacher and then go to camp just for the so rest that of you my can life. keep yeah. going to camp? Yeah, yeah that Wait, was where, my like. Where was your camp? We went to um, Camp Walden in Maine. Uh-huh. It's an um, all girls camp. It's small. It's like 150 kids, and it's uh, yeah in Maine. And I was just like, is this something? Like, do I want to rearrange my life for this? I thought about it. I decided I don't like kids enough to like teach them year round. Like I don't like kids in school. I actually, when I see kids not in a camp setting, I feel stunted and like, I don't know how to interact with them. Yeah. And it's only at camp that I feel like I know what to do with a kid. <laughs> I, I, I identify with, I mean, I'm pretty good with kids, but like I, I definitely was much better with them when I was a counselor for sure. It's cause you like know what to expect. So you like know everything that's going on. All right. So tell us about Camp Shiloh. Um, Camp Shiloh is, okay, so it's a Quaker summer camp, and the tenants of Quaker mm-hmm. are, well, I don't want to be quoted on this because I'm not actually Quaker, but, like, generally the idea around Quakerism as a religion is that it's, like, simplicity. Mm-hmm. So you live in simplicity. We have mostly no electricity. We only have it in the, um, like, di- in the kitchen and, like, the dining area. And um, Quakers are, it's the Church of Friends, but Friends with a capital F, and, like, it it kind of is literally what it sounds like, where it's just, um, it's, like, the place where you go, and I always thought this was specific to my camp, but I think this is all camps, but it's a place where you go to just be friends with everyone and to Mm. know that you are liked by everyone, which is so different from the rest of the year. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah, and it's a, so the sessions are two weeks long, kids come on Sundays, we do we're in camp for the first three days of each week and then we leave to go out on the trail for three to five day long trips wow. and we're either hiking or canoeing or rock climbing wow and you're setting up uh tents every night mm-hmm. tarps we don't tarps. do tents tarps. oh tarps with sleeping bags under tarps yeah tarps with sleeping bags <laughs> okay. under them yeah yeah okay um that's cool that's like a very robust trip program and on your last year of camp so it's for kids that are rising fifth grade through rising ninth grade on your last year of camp you and your like other 14 year olds go yeah. on a 10 day long hiking trip on the Appalachian Trail. Wow. And it's like the thing that everyone's working towards their whole. What do they call that trip? The 10 day. The 10 day. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for the 10, gearing up for the 10 day. Because they start off doing the three day. Yeah. And the 10 day is long. That's really long. Yeah. There's, we've heard of other camps that do like the 10, the 10 like day. Like Andrew Scott. Yeah, they do the Allagash, yeah. but it's like a canoeing trip, not a hiking trip. That's right. like, our 10 days intense. usually involve like three days of canoeing. Okay. And then, a little and bit of everything. The rest. Okay. And as a counselor, did you lead a 10 day? I, my first year as a counselor, I led a 10 day. Is that an wow. honor or is that like, haha, you got put on the 10 day? No, it's t- like everyone at Quaker Camp loves that outdoors part. I actually became in camp staff very quickly because I don't like the outside mm-hmm. part. <laughs> um, but but I did it my first summer. I wore sneakers and everyone else wore like, hiking <laughs> boots. You hiked for ten days in, in sneakers. sneakers. I was like twenty or nineteen, and like I like all my kids were fourteen. I fell all the time. Uh-huh. All the kids laughed. It, it felt like I felt like I grew more as an yeah, individual yeah. on that trip than they did. Aww. You had like a little wild moment. Totally, totally. <laughs> and it's a co-ed camp. It's a co-ed camp. 
So when you led that 10 day, it was boys and girls on your trip? Um, it was boys and girls and all other genders. And oh, all other okay. genders. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Which is actually something I'm interested to talk to you guys about Please. coming from yeah. an all girls camp. So a few years ago, my camp stopped um, assigning anything by gender. So our our bathhouses are no longer gendered. And I think we're moving towards cabins that are no longer gendered. Cool. And I went there to visit this summer. And I was kind of like in awe of how all the kids introduced themselves by their pronouns first and would ask me mine. Wow. Great. Which I think is, yeah, I think it's cool. I think if you're a kid growing up with that, it doesn't feel startling if it's just like part of your upbringing. But I am curious to know how camps that started out as as gendered or just like a gender are yeah. handling changes. So I think some are doing it easier and yeah, faster than, than others. others. Yeah. yeah. So we actually just recently are had someone on the podcast who was talking about how her camp is doing the same thing that yours is, is that they like started a non gendered cabin and they they are are taking the genders away from like the cabin names and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Our camp is still very much like an all girls sleepaway camp. We have had a, I think there have been a couple situations where um a kid is starting to identify as not females specifically and they and they've just kept coming to camp because that's where their friends are and they they want to stay or they really don't want to stay and they end up going somewhere else but um like i i haven't heard any like specific steps that our camp is taking at this point but like i don't think that a kid would be like asked to leave or like they wouldn't make accommodations for anyone that was not specifically identifying mm-hmm. as female. It's interesting though, because it's like in all genders and it's like a few boys, girls, and then so much of our upbringing at camp and you know going to these meetings and going to everything was about like sisterhood and girl power and all the words around that, and that that was kind of the thing that united us. Um, and so, well, it was yeah, also this thing this of like the absence of boys made us be made able to be like, like we could loud be ourselves, and yeah. weird and, and there's whatever. Got to be a very simple way to be like, okay, let's change that language to like it's actually about like we are individuals, we are a group, we are a community, community, and that's what we itself. really mean by yeah. girl power and sisterhood and all that. Um, I don't think the the wording and all that has has fully been changed yet right um Uh, and you want to just keep the essence while expanding to not making people fit into boxes right right i also wonder if it's like how old is your camp is it very old how old is it i think so shiloh's part of a it's part of a community of three camps for kids Mm. that are it's so three quaker camps and i think the oldest of the three dates back like 50 or 60 years shiloh is probably 30 or 40 years old yeah so I wonder if that has something to do with it because our camp is like 105 years old at this point where it's just kind of like steeped in this tradition you know like the DAR kind of thing where it's like (laughs) this this women's tradition Mm -hmm. where it's like I don't like it's just slower to adapt to those kind of uh to like changing times in terms of the way that we view gender I don't know. I don't know. It's but, not. And we've spoken to some people at Jewish camps too, yeah, where it feels like that there's a lot of discussion, a lot of movement. Um, we've heard about a lot of camps that are taking a big steps towards. Yeah. and towards I feel like there's so many different ways to way. do it. Um, the takeaways I would see are like, have, be very much like this is. It's not like negotiable. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like this is this is our philosophy on like being open to everyone and feeling like everyone has a home here and so this is the sign that we're adding or this is the sign that we're taking away in order to make that and then that just coming from the top um and then it seems like parents and kids and everyone is like yeah that's a great idea yeah cool 
That's these are just some of our I thoughts. That's what, <laughs> we've, that's what we've experienced yeah. so far. But we're also very <laughs> interested in like how different camps go about it. Um, someone recently described because a lot of times we'll go to camps and they'll talk about um, you know uh, trying to remove some of these like Native American names and on the cabins on the like all traditions oh, yeah. that they've totally like, co-opted and stuff like that. Or like just like very yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like de you know nativizing it, and then it's like degendering and. Yeah. Um, in some ways those are like a little bit mapping about how camps are like okay let's let's change this yeah and then people are like that's our camp though and it's like no we're a lot more than that (laughs) let's make some adjustments um i think that's awesome that your camp has done that though it feels a lot of camps are doing that these days Mm -hmm. it feels good it's good good. we're making progress um so like what did you love about camp um i think camp made me I, th- I don't think I would have turned out like a particularly good adult if I had a right to camp. I really don't. I'm fr- So I'm from Northern Virginia. I'm from um, right outside of D.C., from like a part of uh, the country where like diplomats send their kids and World Bank workers and State Department workers, whatever. And I just, I feel like I grew up in a world of, um, like for better or worse, like just everyone was coming from the family that either had the most or like represented the most. Mm. And I didn't, and I just never felt like... I don't know, like, and it and it turns kids into like catty, mean, nervous, like anxious, jealous people, and camp like tore that all out of me. And I think that camp taught me. God, how do you talk about? It's hard talking about camp because it matters so much, right? Um, There's no wrong way. <laughs> camp just taught me to care about people in like a much more basic way, mm-hmm. right? Like, because as a counselor, you're just a kid helping another kid who's just a few years younger than you, like literally poop into a hole in the ground <laughs> on the trail and like once I think like once you get to to feel that close to other people like your just relationship to people generally changes yeah especially in, in a, a situation like yours where you're like camping like it's not run-of-the-mill like I'm teaching you canoeing five days a, you know however many days a week it's like we're bonding together on this trip right it also I I think working at camp creates a world wherein you like examine the things that you have inherited that you wish you hadn't and like figure out a way to not like (laughs) or figure out a way to like let the kids try and not inherit them so an example I'm thinking of is I have a friend Jossie who worked with me at camp who went a whole summer without looking in the mirror once um and like being in what was at the time like the girls bathroom and watching 12 13 14 year old girls see like the grown-up in the room refuse to look in a mirror and then like watching them realize that maybe the cool thing this summer will be not Mm. looking at your reflection like i don't know if that affected them in the long run but what a cool it's cool so useful experiment yeah Yeah. cool thing we we really didn't have i think they took all the mirrors out at walden but except for in the dance studio but um that we only had mirrors that were like they would literally only show a your face, face like they did yeah. not show your body and I asked one time if that was on purpose and the director was like yeah that's fully on purpose <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, yeah. you sometimes go into the garage and see people just like alone there you're like what are you doing they're like just looking <laughs> I haven't myself seen myself alone. in a minute yeah I haven't what? seen my body I <laughs> um are there any skills that you learned at camp that you like think you apply to your job now or your life now yeah, I mean, it, it evolves with time. I used to joke that going back to camp each summer was, like, how I made sure that I was nice for the rest of the year. <laughs> it's like a reset. Yeah. Um, oh. But, I mean, my job is 
my job is rep I'm a reporter and my job is to like communicate with people and try and distill what they're saying into yeah. an accurate but like cohesive narrative and yeah camp totally gave me tools for that I mean okay so for me camp is like as much about the Quaker part as it is about the camp part and the way Quakers do things are consensus based which means mm -hmm. that every summer our staff would kind of decide what the rules of camp were that summer and they would only be enacted if everyone agreed that that was a rule. So like every summer there was different, I mean they were probably generally looked similar but there was a different yeah, there code. Were different, like, yeah, yeah, it's like traditions stay the same but like the like the way we the way we enact them is different every year, and it's all consensus based, which means that for a week before the kids get there, we would spend hours and hours as a staff sitting on the ground, just like trying to get to the place where we've all agreed on how the camp is going to run, which mm. is really hard to do. It's really stressful. It's not how I live most of my life, <laughs> but I think learning to to pay that close attention to what another person's like wants and beliefs are have made me better at the rest of my life job yeah so what's an example from one of those summers of something that was like a new thing that you guys enacted and the ability I, to kind of convince everyone that I led a meeting at camp one summer where okay so for the first few summers at camp the the men on staff uh, would often end up in it's really hot in, in Virginia in the middle of Virginia in the summer right like there were times when it was higher than like 105 degrees and the guys on staff would very often come to dinner um, without their shirts on and the the girls don't I mean like the girls just didn't I mean I guess we had that option but I'd, I'd never see any girls of among campers or staffers making that same choice. And so I decided to call a meeting one summer of the staff and basically I said, I don't think that the boys should be allowed to not wear shirts to meals. I think either none of us wear shirts to meals or we all have to wear shirts to meals. And it was it was like a four hour long thing on a Saturday night and like people cried. <laughs> Um, you'd be shocked at the, <laughs> the high emotions that came with this. One guy, I remember, cried, and like he, he was wearing his shirt during the meeting, but he took it off and <laughs> threw it at the ground and said, it's not my fault that I sweat. And uh, Oh, my God. Like, girls don't sweat either? Well, really, like, interesting. Like, I get how you'd need four hours to talk about Because <laughs> the guys would be like, but, like, and be like, well, we don't have that privilege because of society <laughs> and well and at the time i i like those were That's the things i was thinking but like now it's been probably eight years since then and, and um like the politics of taking off your shirt have just changed yeah yeah like now we have trans people on staff who mm -hmm. if they take their shirts off it's like during dinner where all the kids can see them like there's something really radical and cool about that um I don't know if I'm even answering the question you asked, but like, it no, was this is question. fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I could go to dinner in a sports bra. I'd feel comfortable with that. Maybe. I, I, I don't know, but then everyone's eating, and then it's like, what's respectful? My, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I yeah, like, yeah. is that more a question of like, should we all just be wearing our shirts at dinner, and when we can take yeah. our shirts off? I mean, at, I, the rest I, of I sweat a lot too, so <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in this conversation. <laughs> I'm kind of in the camp of like let's all wear our shirts when we're eating and then let's take them off at other times. That's that, that makes would be sense. my mind. That would be my mindset. So what happened? Yeah. Um, so what was the, yeah? We ended up with the rule that summer. Well, we ended up because we didn't reach consensus. Oh. We didn't come up with the rule. We mm. just left it at P 
people who don't wear their shirts at meals on staff, just keep in mind that you are making members of staff uncomfortable when you're mm. making that choice. And they, so basically we left it in the hands of the people who weren't wearing clothes to meals. This feels so <laughs> stupid 10 years later. It's um, so funny. But it's, yeah, but it, it, I don't know. Like I think about that all the time. I think about how a lot of my approach to it at the time had to do with my own like self-consciousness about my own body mm-hmm. and like it just doesn't apply as much anymore and also it doesn't apply as much anymore for like political reasons mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, hmm. that was a good story. Yeah, that's so interesting. Are there any like specific traditions that stick out to you that are like your favorites or that are weird for your camp or cool for your camp or there's one that's really weird that I'm like reticent to even mention, but whatever. It's like it's been a part of camp forever, and I think it's so weird. <laughs> and it's that in your last year as a camper, um, the tradition is that you get taken one night, which means that a counselor comes and takes you out of bed. Uh-huh. Um, and what happens after that is a mystery, right? <laughs> but it's like they put a blindfold on the kid and they walk the kid around camp and like they feed the kid like brownies or nuts or whatever. And then all of the other kids who were taken end up like gathered in the same part of camp. It's after midnight. Usually we make them get into like the pond. Um, and then they cry because they like they're gonna miss camp so much. And then and then I don't know, and then they go to bed and the next day like everything's different, right? Because now they've been taken. And it's like so clearly like sexual or like like it's so it obvious. It sounds so much we had initiation. It sounds so much like what we had. Well, it's called taking. And like, it sounds like we're taking these these babies virginity I don't know like, yeah I like really they're a different person than like Liam Neeson taken yeah when you first said it I was thinking about that like they've been taken but ne- then at the end I was like they were turned now they're different yeah, I was like oh different. they've been taken <laughs> no, okay wow something's been taken from them um so I guess so, so we, you know and ours is a little similar but like we're not about to give you all the specifics <laughs> it was way worse than what you just told us <laughs> but uh the next day when everyone below you know the age of 15 or whatever is like what happened last night you were taken what happened you don't tell them right you can't because if you're the night or the day after you're taken you're not allowed to speak for the for the whole day wow that's very quicker it feels like yes <laughs> and it, it's intentionally you're you're yeah. it's you're meant to sit and reflect like you're supposed to observe mm. camp that day and reflect on what you're saying goodbye to oh wow is it like towards the end of camp it, it's usually the like second to last night before you go Whoa. home yeah wow wow that sounds special that does sound nice. I like the Quakers. I like Quakers. I too. Yeah. Yeah. I like their vibes. I'm like, we could, we could totally do it. Do you guys sing at camp? Yeah, we sing all the time. When do you sing? When do you sing? We sing every morning. We sing after breakfast, we do chores, and then we go to the fire circle. Um, but it's daytime, so there's no fire. And we sing for like an hour. Whoa. What do you sing? Every um, day? Yeah, every day. Uh, what do we sing? Well, we teach the kids, the first thing we teach the kids at camp is um, a song that, that is, it's literally just the camp phone number, <laughs> we teach it to them so that if anything ever goes wrong, and they're that's like, so well, I, one I year when I was that. a counselor, I wrote a song that's the camp phone number, and I taught it to every kid I took on a trip. That's brilliant. Because I was just like, worried. what if something goes wrong? Yeah, yeah, you should know who to call. Yeah, Google wasn't a thing yet. It was a thing. It was just they didn't have phones. Yeah, like, they true. didn't. Good <laughs> yeah. um, That's cool. Uh, what are the other songs? Yeah. Um, a lot of them are Quaker songs, and then a lot of them are, like, Arlo Guthrie or, like, Peter, Paul, and Mary style yeah, songs. Yeah. So it's like if I had a hammer. Or we, we sing that. Yeah. What's the one about? Um, Jet Play? No. 
puff pay paradise put a oh, parking yes. lot yeah, all Carly was, Simon <laughs> yeah classic no Joni Mitchell Joni sorry mm-hmm. um and how's the food at camp food's incredible oh we really? grow we grow a lot of our own food and it, like it's just like a thing that's taken very seriously it's um we call it happy meat because we source <laughs> all of our meat from um literally a farm that michael pollan wrote about in the omnivores dilemma it's called polyface it's a chicken farm and uh, it's just there's just like such, such conscientious people that we wouldn't wow. we we wouldn't serve food that isn't like humanely sourced i feel like a caricature of a person talking about this it's It's just like it's really good it's just real yeah what's your favorite camp food oh god um i love chicken pot pie Mm. Ooh, ours wasn't so good we we didn't have chicken pot pie we had shepherd's pie oh okay i loved it we didn't didn't like it pie on the trail because you can bring like uh, instant mashed potato Mm. yeah yeah along with you um how'd you end up at this camp yeah I was in elementary school with a Quaker kid who was going to go to camp one summer, and my parents let me go with her. Do you have siblings? I have an older brother. And he didn't go. Mm-mm. Okay, so you're Different the only camp? camper. Different camp. Did your parents go to camp? No, no. My family's from Greece. Okay. Where they don't have opportunities <laughs> for children. I don't know. They just didn't, no, they didn't go to camp. They didn't go to camp. Long story short. Were there any international kids at your camp? Very few. Okay. I mean, it was mainly Virginia crew. Maryland, it was mainly actually Maryland. Yeah. There's a huge Quaker like community in on the Maryland side of DC. It's yeah. mostly Maryland kids. Um, did you did kids go for more than one session, or it was just like you came for one session? The and older you... you got, the longer you went for. But okay. the longest you can go for was four weeks. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So when you were a counselor, you had the week before we where had, you would have meetings where we'd get to ready. discuss, get ready, make the rules. And then we'd have the week after at the end of the summer to like clean everything up. You stay for a week. Wow. Like four days. Okay. Yeah. And was Camp Romance a thing with the Quakers? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Our rule was, and I hope still is, but like maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure it is, is uh, no below the belt for the kids. So they're like allowed to make out and like touch each other's bellies, I guess. But that's it. <laughs> what was a little it? belly rub. Hack Yes. and kissing. With clothes on. With clothes on. But now it's chack Consensual, consensual hugging, hugging and, and kissing. kissing at our friend at another camp that we heard about. I'm glad we still got an acronym out of the updated <laughs> policy. Yeah. Chackwacko. <laughs> um, were there dances? Yeah, but like we social? actually we try we've tried to like de like decentralize the attention. Like it's like kids are like bound to to assign a lot of like significance yeah. to dances. Yeah. Um like that's this the night then. Is this the yeah. night and like kids ask each other out for the dance mm-hmm. and then like already have dates and they all cry and don't go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we've really changed it. Like we I think we've changed it from dance to maybe it's like a square dance or hoedown oh. thing where we have a local Virginia like fiddler come over with his oh, friends. Oh my gosh. And they all smoke weed, but just before they get <laughs> on property and then they all do like Johnny Cash covers and wow. the kids don't know how to dance to it because it's not really dance music. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> very low-key what about so is the director that's still the director is is it still a director from when you were a counselor no oh well yeah from when i was a camp counselor yes the because you were assistant director right so you mm-hmm. like worked very closely mm-hmm. with this person mm-hmm. are they cool do you like them she's wonderful Hope. all right she lives in california she works at an outdoor education school in california uh-huh. so she's like outdoors all year round wow and yeah and she's just like a badass 
she's great and she like creates a cool culture around camp it sounds like super inclusive like yeah yeah. she's good about allowing the culture to evolve each summer to whatever that staff needs it to be okay i think it's actually how big is the camp it's not that big um like i think we're at capacity with 100 kids oh and we sometimes don't hit 100 okay cool really small wow so how many uh, so the past couple summers you haven't gone back i go back every summer for at least a week to volunteer. oh great yeah great yeah and it still feels a little bit like that's what makes you a nice person the rest of the year no. does it do the job <laughs> I, it actually it's like become bittersweet like going back has changed a lot mm. i'm very happy to be there i'm always glad i went but while i'm actually there for the last few years i feel very much like oh, this isn't like, I recognize it, but it's just not mine anymore. Yeah, I mean, you're not there for the full time, so you're not there for that week of everyone kind of setting up the tone of the summer. You're just, you're kind of dropping in. Yeah. So that must feel a little bit separated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm actually, I've just hit the point where even the kids that I was the counselor to are kind of moving on from being counselors. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're almost at an age group where I just, like, I don't even really know the kids anymore. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about the place? Does Is there a lot of significance to... Yeah, like the, the, dri- the drive there the is, drive. like, always yeah. really nostalgic. And then, like... How far is it from where you grew up? It's about two hours from D.C., maybe two and a half. And it's about an hour, I think, west of Charlottesville. Oh, okay. Um, and it's, right. It's like, right at the base of the Shenandoah Mountains. It's, mm. it's like, beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Going back's really... I mean, like, going back always feels a kind of way, but not... But, like, never the same. So cool. I kind of felt that. We went back to our camp three two two years ago to do mm-hmm. to do the podcast Just there to do a whole profile of it yeah. yeah and i felt that too where i was kind of like oh it's been like a, the you know oldest kids from when i was last a counselor are now the oldest kid or like the oldest kids i can't they were like youngest when i was a counselor and now my babies from when like yeah. they grew up when there was in the little kid bunk they were all counselors and i was like this is different this is this is weird but like i still love it there we're going back. Our 105th reunion is next summer. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're an old one. Yeah. Are you guys going to send your kids to this camp? We want to, yeah. If I have a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, depending we'll on what it what looks happens. like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> girl and camp still being around. Or a, a girl or someone who identifies as exactly female or whatever it looks like in that yeah. space. And yeah. however, whenever I have a kid, I don't know. If I have a kid, we'll see. <laughs> Um, would you send your kids to Shiloh? Yeah, my niece is, um, she's, next year will be the first year she's old enough to go. Wow. Do you think she's in? She's going? I'm gonna, I'm working on it. Okay. Okay. That would be really special. It would be special. Yeah, Yeah. to go visit. Wow. And did you guys have uniforms? No, God, no. Oh. No, they have to express their inner lights. Okay, okay. And did you have, um, a silent meeting or? Every morning. Every morning. Yeah, meeting for worship. How long was it? Yeah. I mean, you can't get the kids to be quiet for more than, like, 15 minutes. Okay. And was that before or after singing for an hour? Before singing, after breakfast. And so, we would, so, so, okay, that, then chores, then songs. Chores, so breakfast, chores, then we go to the fire circle where we're quiet for 15 okay. to 20 minutes, and then we sing. Okay, so here's a question. So you, we asked about, like, <laughs> what aspects of camp you, like, bring into your daily life, but, like, do you also think that you bring, like, some aspects of Quakerism into your daily life, or do you tie those together? Do you think that they're related? Because you, you said you're not a practicing Quaker, but it sounds like you're very knowledgeable about Quakerism. Yeah, I mean, if I had, a, if I had to pick a religion I cared about most, it would be Quakerism. Um, do I bring, like, to an extent, I, I think that, 
I mean, New York is like living. The life that I live in New York is just so like dramatically different mm-hmm. from the middle of Virginia, like being <laughs> quiet camp, in the morning yeah. <laughs> before you sing. Um, I think it like I think it really helped me navigate my first few years out of college and it helped me decide like what kind of adult I wanted to be and now it's it just feels more like a thing that I love that just like feels kind of far away yeah you well you could engage with it when you go back real daily but you don't don't, yeah you don't Hmm. all right interesting yeah are the kids that go mostly Quaker or are they like you that are like this is a cool chill place to go for the summer they're either I mean like look a lot of them are Quaker and the ones who aren't usually have what I have which is just like a strong affiliation with it in some way Mm -hmm. like either all of their friends are they go to a Quaker school or something like that yeah that's interesting yeah we've had people on from like Quaker camps but it like it was much more lax it was like the same way that like Jewish camps can be very like lax about Judaism well like even at a so at a Jewish camp where Judaism comes up and what what way does it come up it it runs a gamut some it's just like this is a, a like a, our camp was we just all happen to be Jewish but we don't <laughs> do any Jewish things and it's not technically a Jewish camp right and it runs a gamut of to like you know they have like a strong Zionist program and they they do all go sh- to Israel they, for their yeah, last summer the last summers in Israel. every they Friday Shabbat night every week yeah it it's very they keep kosher like that kind they of they have bought mitzvahs at camp oh yeah we just learned about we that. just learned about one um <laughs> so it it really runs the the spectrum and yeah. I feel like Shiloh feels like it's on the higher end of like a Quakerism spectrum where it was like some kids are like it was founded on Quaker principles and now we just are like a run-of-the-mill summer camp right um so but I feel like I could get down with Quakers they seem super this camp sounds wonderful I know it sounds very peaceful I do love it yeah yeah do you but you don't consider yourself to be outdoorsy even though it's like a very robust trip program it sounds like No, I'm like an I'm such an indoor cat, <laughs> and it's crazy that that's the place that I would quit jobs to go to every yeah. year. Yeah, D- during that, so the oldest kids went what sounds like for the full two weeks on their long trip, right? For most, like, for days, most of yeah. their right, because yeah. they had two days on either end. It yeah. sounds like. Yeah. So the other kids were going on shorter trips. Mm-hmm. Was was there like regular camp activity programming was happening also around that, right? Yeah, so, for sure. Like you know archery and all that stuff no 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 we don't have resources <laughs> that's for any of that we have um <laughs> we have a big pool of water that we dug into the ground like six years ago and oh. I, I think it's i think there's like a lot of bacteria in it and, um, <laughs> standing water <laughs> yeah it's just like standing water. they use it for fishing <laughs> and uh i mean we do activities every day but it's like whatever the counselors feel like doing that day so it's a lot of art projects and like letter writing and yeah. soccer playing and dressing up and then cleaning up all the messes that you made like it's uh, chores are such a big part of camp i'm making it sound not fun it is really fun. i think it sounds <laughs> fun it sounds, it sounds but it sounds fun. a little bit looser than like we have a very intense yeah. sports program yeah, like where your kid is going to be playing lacrosse three activities in the evening and it's not bad no, no but the hours. drama of, of our camp anyway is that like especially as like the years beat on specialized camps like what you guys just described are are like 
Like, if a kid's going to go to camp, they're going to very likely now go to a specialized camp. Because they're going to, like, improve on their one skill. Or go to, like, NASA camp or space camp or sure, whatever. Sure, sure. But, but it's, like, good person camp. Yeah, this is just good person camp. But, like, also, but like also like I think, by and large, kids aren't going to camp as much anymore, right? Mm, I don't it's know It's actually that's coming true. back. It was, like, the uh, I'd say the past five, six years, it's really, like, come back around. That's into, great. Yeah. Into, like, Vogue because, like, a lot of... Um, parents are realizing the value of having their kids unplug for a summer and not mm-hmm. be around a screen and like you know just be a kid for a minute and learn how to make friends the like rest of their, their lives are so structured and so screen oriented that they they want to send them to summer camp so yeah. um we've yeah that's what we've heard we've i think what they ca- i mean um I think people are okay with it being a little like looser and good vibes as long as there's like safety intact, you know, and that people, the kids are being watched enough or a, a lot you know. constantly. Yeah. We talk about that a lot. How like when we were campers, there was like no rules, no supervision. We were just like running around. And they were like, that's what made it fun. Yeah. <laughs> and now when I was a counselor, it was like a complete 180 where like someone had to be in a bunk at all times and everyone was being, you know, and it's good that those are good improvements, but. It was. It's much different. Yeah. So I imagine it's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to bring up something which is, is kind of. So we said at the top of the show uh, that you work uh, on This American Life and the episode that they put out in what's Notes the year? on Camp. It was from like 1998. 1998 Notes yeah. on Camp. That's the first summer I went to camp. Wow, that's really cool. And you were when did you start? 97. 97. Yeah. Um, that episode definitely inspired this podcast really Mm -hmm. why yeah i (laughs) i was like listening to a bunch of podcasts i used to listen to this american life religiously it's been a little bit drowned out lately with like the influx of podcasts but um they re-aired it one year like probably five years ago in the summer yeah and um I listened to it and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. I loved it so much. It was like Ira Glass is walking around camp yeah. right now. Like, this is amazing. And um, I, I literally bought the episode. Like, it's in my iTunes oh, library. And then, um, like, a, a couple years later, I was listening to a bunch of episodes of My Favorite Murder. And I had this thing where I was like, these are just two women are, like, talking about something that they love. Like, I could do that. What do I love? Camp. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, my God, notes on camp, camp podcast. And then that's how we started. I emailed Julia and that's it. Um, What was it about that episode? I think that I just like, first of all, the fact that it was in 1998, which was a year when I was at camp, where like all of of these, what I specifically remember was like the... um, there was a part where they announced the color war team captains <laughs> and the, some of the girls were like distraught that they didn't get it. And some of them, but you have to be silent when they, at this particular camp, they announced it and then everyone's be silent. So they're like silently crying. Oh um, and, but the point of that was like, so that nobody flipped out about it. And I just remembered like the drama of like being a teenage girl, like having this thing that you really want, you don't get it. You're at camp, you're surrounded by people that love you, but also they beat you out for this thing, whatever. I just like so identified with that. And I was just like, this is, I love that episode so much. They re-aired it maybe two years ago with an updated thing about being screenless or something. But yeah, yeah, um, I just love it. It was like, this American Life talking about my favorite thing. Yeah. The, I had to take away in that. That was basically listening to the whole thing. And I, do, do you remember what camp it was? 
it was a camp in Michigan, but I don't remember the camp what in the Michigan. Name of it was. But hearing that, being so immersed in it, loving it after you know feeling the camp feels feeling excited and nostalgic and all that and being like oh that wasn't even my camp that was right. a different camp yeah. many many years ago with kids who are now adults and probably said their kids to camp all this but I felt it connected and I was excited about their stories and so when Sammy you know had the idea to start the podcast it was like so would we just talk about our story she's like no no we talk to everyone about theirs and we'd share their stories and we try to connect on some levels and then just learn about new things and new traditions uh so i think that was great exposure to a totally different camp in their traditions so like how could we just do that over and over i think realizing that other camps exist is it like i don't remember the actual moment in time when i realized it but i do remember <laughs> suddenly understanding other that people are having their own kids and we're all calling yeah. it camp but it's different and they, but all, and they all think it's like their special the best secret. one yeah yeah uh, but but now I actually think you can spot like a former camp kid from a mile away. Like, <laughs> like I think they do all kind of carry themselves in a very specific way. Um, I had one qu- question to turn back to your camp for a wrap up. What were what was the nighttime like? Nighttime like before the kids went to bed or after? Like both. both. Like yeah. what was kind of the the nighttime vibe? Was it any special traditions? Any like counselor hangouts? Any stargazing? Campfires. Campfires. Yeah, for a long time. Um, after the kids went to bed, the cooler staffers <laughs> would pile into a car and drive the seven miles or whatever to the closest gas station, which was a Sheets, <laughs> where you can order, you can, like, there's, like, touchscreen ordering, and you can order, like, these shitty meatball subs. Um, <laughs> the Sheets is, like, yeah, they're, like, famous for their oh, sandwiches. Wow. Do you, have you been to Sheets I don't know about it, yeah. Sheets is in kind of, like, like, I think it's like Virginia, but it's also like I went there on the drive to Ohio. It's like yeah. Midwest, yeah. like Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. It's like Wawa, kind of, but, yeah. but different. Yeah. Anyway, they would, but we ended up, I think, I don't know if they're allowed to do it now, but it ended up being the case that like so many staffers would just disappear when the kids are sleeping to go to sheets to get like, bubble gum and meatballs that um, <laughs> we had to stop them because like if a kid wakes up and they're crying and they don't know where their right. grown up is. Because the grown-ups at a gas station get yeah. sheets. Yeah. <laughs> you want a meatball? Oh, my God. There was that. And, like, oh, like, all the, all the counselors, like, go off to hook up at night when the kids go to bed. And there's, like, different places in camp where you go to kiss and, like, then other places you go to have sex. And <laughs> what like, are the kiss spots? The kiss spots are, like, the pile, the, the, the hole of standing water. Yeah, <laughs> you just get into the water. And you leeches can... kind of, like, grab onto oh, it. Oh, no. Um, no, the kiss spots are, all, like, there is no secret kiss spot because I, I think like whenever the sun goes down everyone's just kissing yeah yeah Whoa. sure um yeah all right so cool did you have like a like campfire situation did you do a little campfire yeah, recession yeah we so most nights we would do campfires before the kids go to bed we would do campfires and then there's a song we sing every night before bed what's and, that um it's about it's about light which is like what Quakers talk about in place of God <laughs> Mm. Oh, the light. I like it. Does it have a song? Does it have a title? Abide. Abide. Mm. Okay. Go check it out, everyone. It's, it's, you're you not going to find yeah, it. Yeah, where are you going to find it? <laughs> what? Go, go look at <laughs> You think it's not on Spotify? No. <laughs> are you serious? I think it's just my camp that sings it. But then again, I'm going to. You'd be I'm, surprised. Yeah. 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 Oh, classic Abide. Yeah. yeah. Abide Remix. Yeah. Um, all right, Lena. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Camp Shiloh um, sounds really special. I hope your niece yeah, goes there and that you really get nice. to keep reliving it. Thank you. In different ways. Yeah. Um, if you everyone check out This American Life, it's a delightful podcast. Great episodes um, coming your way. Also, check out Notes on Camp. 
you have to um it's in the archive it's not available on itunes right now <laughs> you can ask sammy website. and she'll send you the file <laughs> that she bought but check out its recent recent stuff too um and check us out at happy campers podcast great review subscribe yeah and on instagram like. yep say hi especially if there's some shiloh kids out there yo if you've heard the song abide we want to know so (laughs) so we're craving it slide into our dms (laughs) um all right day is done gun the sun we out